0: Cliffcentral.com. We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang Podcast. Okay, all right. It is about that time of the week where we kick back and relax and just get comfortable and hang out and do the things that need to be done. Here on Life with Lebang, we make sure that we make their parts. (laughs) That's what we do every single week. On Life with Lebang, brought to you by cliffcentral.com. My name is Lebang Khosana. And thank you once again for taking the time out just to hang out with me, just to hear what's on my mind, just to learn something new. You know, this is a time of healing. I say this all the time, that my favorite thing about doing this show every single week is that I know that there's some healing work being done. Out there and how I know is that because there's healing work being done on me myself as an individual. I don't need to pay for a psychiatrist or a psychologist because I sit here every week and I get to hang out with you and we get to engage and interact with one another and do what needs to be done. So this is a very special week because today's conversation Is going to move you And I hope that it's going to challenge you In the way that it has challenged me And myself And how I view this very thing Being a bad mother There was a time where One would get into a lot of trouble For putting the words bad and mother In the same sentence However Now we live in a time where I feel like mothers are being pointed out and called bad moms more than ever before. And every year, there is a day that is put aside to celebrate mothers. It's Mother's Day. Oh, Happy Mother's Day. And we all sit and we reminisce on on all the good times with our mums, And we buy mugs and flowers and gowns and, you know, personalized slippers and maybe a box of chocolates. Whatever you think... Your mother would appreciate on this Mother's Day and life goes on and the next day it's back to regular programming. Now, I'm of the belief that every day should be a Mother's Day and that may sound a bit cheesy, but truthfully, if we're to unpack the job of a mother, then one would realize that this is something that definitely should be celebrated every day. But today I want to talk about being a bad mother and I say bad very tentatively. I put that in inverted commas. I'm being politically correct when I say bad mother. Because sometimes as a mother, you do feel like a bad mother. You do feel like maybe I'm not doing enough. Sometimes you have regrets. Why did I even become a mother? It does happen. Sometimes you feel like, man, I've really lost my identity as an individual. All I am is a mother. There are so many things at play when it comes to bad mothering, in inverted commas. So, today I just want us to unpack the various factors that are involved in, again, am I a bad mother? I wish you could see me. I've got my inverted commas up. Am I a bad mother? Every mom has a variety of experiences and expectations Your physical health, your mental health All of these things play a role in your motherhood story Your mom might have lost a child in the past You may have struggled to fall pregnant Or perhaps you weren't even planning on having this child But you have to also consider the father Some men might be present They might be engaged They might be supportive And these are some of the things we speak about Every week on Life with Lebang: Positive present parenting On the other hand, some fathers could be the opposite, where they are not interested and they just disappear as soon as the child is born. There's also factors at play within the household. What if there's other children or other adults in the household? How do they interact with mom? What about financial security? Can mom really rely on a steady income during this important season? Or does she have to take um, um, maternity leave? What about the community? Is it a supportive community? Are there strengthening services that are available to mom to help her through this new chapter of her life? What if she lives in a violent community? There are so many things at play when motherhood arrives. When a woman has to take on this new duty of becoming a mother. It is all very new. It is all very daunting. But none of it should be viewed as a crisis. You have to just prepare yourself as best as possible. If you're becoming a new mom, you can't already start having thoughts of, oh man, what if I'm a bad mom? You don't know yet. (laughs) You don't know yet. And obviously you will only think as far as your personal experiences will allow. So if you had maybe not such a great childhood and you struggle to have a positive relationship with maybe your own mother, Then this experience might be daunting because of that previous trauma that you may or may not still be carrying. But if you are a new mom and this is maybe your first Mother's Day that is approaching or that you are going to participate in, then breathe and just take it one moment at a time. So let's get into some, some facts. You know, what, what are the, what are the learned people say? What do the the credible sources say about what a mother is? So according to Gather and Go, which is a motherhood website, a mother is somebody who nurtures, somebody who cares for the deepest places of your heart. Anybody can throw a meal at you or give you a place to sleep, but a mother makes a place for you. I think that's pretty cute. Like it kind of makes sense. You know, like I can dig it because I get it. A mother sees the deepest Truest you and treats you like you already are a person, a mother cares about your hurts and fears, but also your dreams and successes. She's a cheerleader, a coach, a trainer, and a fan all at the same time. Now, this is according to the internet right that's what their definition of a mother is. However, I feel like that responds to what a mother is is such a subjective thing. It's your own personal experiences. It's what you have, you know, felt. And you know I'm a big believer in energies. You know energies don't lie. And so if somebody were to ask me right now, Libang, what is a mother? I would say a mother is a doer. And in a mother being a doer, she is a, Heavy believer So not to say the internet is wrong They're right Everything that they've said in this description I agree with But I would take it a step further And say You know Your mother is like your lifeline You know Your mother's not just the person That you contact when times are tough Or when you're a child And you fall and you hurt yourself The first person that you most likely call out to Is ma ma You know In good times and bad times Your mother is a full 360 Lifeline operative word being life because your mother should be breathing life into you every single day. And if I were to put in one sentence, that's how I would see it. And also in that definition, this also isn't something that you just know. You don't wake up one morning and just know how to mom. There's no such thing as a super mom. There's no such thing as a perfect mom. There's only your mom and there's only you being a mother and there's only your experiences of what motherhood is. But within that, there's always an opportunity to become better and do better and learn stuff and unlearn stuff and just try and just keep pushing to that limit of this is the best version of mother that I can be right now in this moment. You're always learning as a mom. So here's a list Compiled by mothers themselves So what I love about these things is that They always ask like a group of moms like So moms from various backgrounds and places And you know uh, Environments What do you think of this same thing? So they asked mothers What do you think being a mother Really is? And here's some of the responses Some of the moms says, said Well being a mother is always being there for your children Helping and supporting them through everything Life, life throws their way other mothers said being a mom is loving a child unconditionally Having your patience tested around the clock That's another one that nobody really likes to talk about Having your patience tested around the clock Working tirelessly to ensure that your children are equipped with the knowledge and skills that they need to succeed as adults later in life I love that one Because that one is like the truest one it's these first 18 years that you spend with this human that you are responsible for are just the start. Because after those 18 years, they go out into the world and then all of your work is now tested away from you in the real world. Have you done a good job, mom? Question mark. Being a mom is providing a safe and secure environment. Absolutely. Being a mom is guiding your children toward their goals and values. 100% Being a mom is being completely and totally overwhelmed In the best way possible By love, joy, responsibility and selflessness That is so true The word overwhelm is very very present in there Because it can get overwhelming But that's fine that it gets overwhelming Because it's all done in love In joy In responsibility and selflessness What what, what better gift than that? Being a mom is having a little person walking around with your heart and soul in the palms of their precious little hands So true Being a mom is seeing the world and all its possibilities through your children's eyes And lastly, being a mom is constantly working to become the kindest, most generous and best version of yourself to be someone your children can look up to that is the perfect way to summarize this and it's crazy because I just had this conversation with my son this morning because schools just opened holidays are over so I drop him off at the school gates and I'm like my boy have a good day and don't forget everything that I've taught you and he, he he funnily in a funny way goes oh what have you taught me and I say I will always every single day try my best to teach you To be kind and to be the kindest version of yourself so that when you grow up and you become an adult, you can take all of that and apply it into your own life. So this is this is heartwarming for me because, you know, I'm not making this up. This is how I live my life and how I live my life is to try and be the best example that I can be for my kids so that in the household where they spend most of their time, they already have a great example of what a good person should be. But sometimes it's a bit difficult to do that. Why? Because when we become moms, there also is this pressure. And when you think about schools and you have the parking lot moms who really look like they've got it all, you know, figured out You know, the, the kids have an au pair There's always food in the fridge The homework is always done The kids are getting straight A's The moms are in the gym every day They are essentially running the schools that the kids are in These moms look like they've got it on lock And you just come in there with your itty bitty life Thinking you're not doing enough Thinking, hmm, am I a bad mother? Step one in being a mother is to not compare yourself with any other mother. I promise you, there is no mother out there who has it altogether 100%. That is an impossible place to reach. There's mothers that may have all the money in the world, that may have 10 nannies, one nanny for each duty, for one child. Yet still, with all of that support and all of that help, that mother still may not feel as though she's doing enough. So never compare yourself with other moms because you never know what these other moms are experiencing. It is your journey that you need to focus on. It is what you are experiencing that you need to try and find the joy in. As I mentioned previously, it's it's very overwhelming. It's not always going to be a joyous experience. But the trick is to find the joy In everything that you do. If your child is driving you up the wall. Take a moment to identify that. Okay cool. This is happening. My child is driving me up the wall. Let me let them finish. When they're done. Me and my child can sit down and have a conversation. And move past this moment. And that is how you find the joy. Speaking of joy. There can be situations where. You are feeling like. Why is this mothering. My entire identity You may feel Like this is all I do If you're a stay at home mom If you are The primary caregiver of your child You may truly feel like Man I'm doing all this work This is all my personality is I am nothing more than this Which is an unfair thing For you to feel Because not only will you start to resent your duty of being a mother, you will start to resent your children. And you'll start to blame them. Because if it weren't for your kids, you'd still have it going on. And I just want to remind you that that is not a place for you to live in. Mom, if you find yourself there, I hope that I can remind you that you are still a person. If you strip away all of your mothering abilities and duties you are still a person don't lose your identity our sense of identity comes from the choices that we make about things like relationships careers hobbies friendships and lifestyles and these choices often reflect who we are and the things that we value in our lives now what happens is when you have a baby those choices obviously can change. Now, this doesn't mean that you're no longer in control of who you are, but you are now responsible for someone else. Someone else who does need to come first. Well, for 18 years at least. And this essentially does change your priorities, your values, and sometimes your sense of self. Mom, it is okay if you're having an identity crisis. It's fine. It happens. What's not okay is to stay in that place and to use that as an excuse to not grow and move forward. Again, it is okay if you're struggling to see who you are outside of the mother in you. But that's not all you are. And sometimes new parents can feel like they've lost a lot of things. Mainly their social lives, time for hobbies, time for self-care, time for friends, family, time for even their partners. Sometimes moms feel like they've lost confidence and not just moms, new parents. This can happen to dads too. Sometimes you feel like, man, I've lost my sex appeal or man, I've lost my financial independence or man, I've lost my value as a working professional. But I want to encourage you today to know that it's natural to feel a certain sense of loss of self as you transition into becoming a parent. However, you cannot stay in that place. Find a balance. Know that you are still who you once were. You still have a chance to continue to reinvent yourself. If anything, now there's a nice added layer of enjoyment. Because you've got this tiny human that's... Essentially just looking to you for every single thing. You are responsible for how you position yourself in this new role as a parent. So there's an article that was written a while ago. And it was written by Eugenia Miranda Richmond. She is a nature neuroscience Oncologist. She is, she's hectic. She does a lot of things, right? Uh, Anyway, she confirmed how drastically motherhood changes us. They did an MRI brain scan of 25 first time moms compared to those of women who hadn't given birth. And there was quite a huge difference. Those changes may help prepare women for the inevitable challenges of motherhood. Operative word being challenges. So this article further states that the brain decreased certain connections between cells in the hippocampus, which is the regulation of memory, and channeled energy to the part of the brain that helps you to figure out what another person wants or needs. These changes lasted about two years after birth, which, which makes sense because that's when baby's really small. That's when baby needs you the whole time, the whole time. And that's where you are knee deep in this whole thing that is called life. But when it comes to people who become parents without the pregnancy or birth, so like fathers, adoptive parents, foster parents, and other caretakers, research on the impact of their neurobiology is still emerging naturally. This fundamental physiological shift and mental Reorganization ushers in changes in who we are, but not just as mothers. It also impacts everything from our careers to our fitness, our sex lives, our marriages, friendships, family lives, even our relationship with us with ourselves, our identities. It's not just our physiology and psyche that changes, but the way people see us changes. I mean, this is kind of triggering for me. You know, I I remember announcing that, hey, I'm having this baby. Um, this was in back in 2014 and I'm pregnant, I'm having a child and automatically I just like immediately started losing friends. And I was like, how, what did I do? Like, do I smell bad? What is it about what I've just announced that is turning people off of me? And then it hit me that, oh, of course it's because my life is about to change almost immediately. But that doesn't mean my friends should leave, but they did. And when I look back now, I'm grateful that they left because they showed me their true colors. They showed me who they were. And I guess I didn't even I didn't need to keep people like that around. And it's okay. You don't need to keep people like that around. Now, let's move on to something that's a little bit more difficult. The regrets. A lot of mothers have regrets. They think regrets, they feel regrets, but they'll never voice it. They will never say with their chest, Did I make a mistake here? Was I doing the right thing? And when it gets difficult, and trust me, it does, your mind can go into different places. Your mind tends to wonder, Oh, what if, you know, if I didn't have this baby, I could be traveling the world with all my money. Or many other things that you may think, especially in tough times and in more difficult situations. You can have regrets and it's okay. According to a report done by The Citizen, the regret of having children is more widespread than is known. I told you. Motherhood resentment is slowly being normalized and mothers are being told that it's okay to wish they never had children. This could be connected to a number of things. Women either feel like they miss who they once were before motherhood or don't know who they are after motherhood. Back to the identity crisis. Or they have no clue what they are doing during the journey. Back to comparing yourself with other mothers. Postpartum depression brings brings with it a multitude of symptoms. Regret and recurring negative thoughts being one of them. Psychology Today reported that parental regret is linked to what parents wish they could redo or undo. And the top contributor to this is regretting circumstances associated with having children. Now, this is a a difficult one, right? Because, again, you probably have these thoughts from time to time. You maybe feel this way from time to time, but you don't voice it. It's not easy for you to just, Say to your husband, oh, gosh, I wish we didn't have these kids. If we didn't have these kids, we could be doing A, B, C, D. Or one of your children upsets you and you get into a bit of an argument with them and you scream out of anger, I wish I didn't have you. You know, if I didn't have you, ba, 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 We're human at the end of the day. We are only human. And there's going to be times when you do wonder about the what ifs. And the sure, if only, or maybe if I had a child with that guy, not that guy, which is a thought that happens. And if it doesn't happen to you, consider yourself lucky, (laughs) then you are one in a million because for most, that is not the case. Now for South African parents, sometimes these feelings are justifiable because the country's current circumstances don't really inspire any confidence or hope. These feelings are socially acceptable expressions. And usually parents really would be able to express these feelings to others. So just be careful about allowing your environment to take over how you're feeling. Don't allow your environment to swallow you up. Like I said, it's not always going to be easy. There are times when it is difficult, but you have to stay strong in the decision that you made because I promise you, you can't undo it. Once that child is born, that is a lifelong bond for you as a mom and for you as a dad. Sadly, some dads don't choose to honor that bond and some moms don't choose to honor that bond. But if you're the kind of mother and parent that is honoring that bond, there will be times when you think, what if? But... Don't live in that place. Don't reside in a place of regret and in a place of if I had maybe tried something else. If it is a medical condition and you have been diagnosed with postpart- postpartum depression, then it's a different story of which I have already recorded an episode here on Life with Lebang all about postpartum depression. You are more than welcome to go and look for it. But today we're not talking about that If you're just having these feelings Then it's fine It happens But ask yourself If it's like really really getting bad Could it be postpartum depression? Could it be? If you feel like it is Please go and get it checked out It's okay to have those feelings Mom Now, I want to go through some of the characteristics of parents who regret having a child. Now, if any of this sounds familiar, put your hand up and do what you got to do. Now, one of the most important causes of this phenomenon is strong cultural pressure on women, under which women feel obliged to have a child if they are to be fully accepted by society. Now, for this reason, many women decide to have a child even when they aren't fully convinced that this is the right decision for them. Again, try your best not to allow the environment to pressurize you, to move you, and to shift your thinking and the way you operate. And I know it's easier to say because when you're in that situation and your parents are asking you, so when am I getting grandchildren? When am I getting grandchildren? And you're just like trying to just be this solo dolo for the rest of your life. You can't tell them that. So you say, oh, you know, let me just have this child quickly. Even if it's not something you want to do, don't ever do something you don't want to do. Try your best to remain true to your own personal values. If you're not ready for a child, don't have that child, child. Don't. Don't force it because you'll end up having regrets. Here's another characteristic of parents who regret having children. Mothers who regret having a child often think that they do not fit this role, that it disables them from self-realization and that it leads to them losing their true identity. They have a tendency to return in their minds to the times before the child, which are described as times of freedom and self-fulfillment. This one is funny because I've been in conversations with, with moms who are like, ah, you know, I remember when I was still A student. Before I had this baby. Or I remember when I had my first job. Before I had the baby. You know I would do this. I would do my own thing. I would go out late at night. I had freedom. It's always described as freedom. But what we don't do. Is remember. The difficult times during those periods. We conveniently forget. That even In those times we were still struggling There were still hardships But because we're trying to justify That hey this motherhood thing Maybe it's not for me Hey, Maybe I'm a bad mother You tell yourself Oh life was so much simpler back then I'm guilty of it too I used to do it There was a time when I was like Hey man You know when I There was a time when When I just had one child You know one child was manageable Now I've got five (laughs) So you know Back then I had less things to pay Now look at me It happens. You are human. Don't be hard on yourself. If you have those thoughts, have them and let them out and it's done. Do not reside in those thoughts. If those thoughts are continuous and you speak about it often, then it's not make sure. Then it's tricky. But every now and then, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. In some cases, regretting parenthood can be a consequence of low identification with the parental role and of a conviction that not having a child would give a better fit with one's life. Now, this one's tricky because there are a number of people who who sometimes feel like they don't have a purpose. And it happens, your sense of purpose is just like... Maybe it's taking a while for you to figure out why you're here. It's taking a while to figure out what it is that you're passionate about, whatever the case is. And then you say, aha, I've got an idea. Let me have a child. That'll fix everything. Sir, ma'am, let me stop you while you are in your tracks. Having a child is not a solution to any problem. A problem is a problem is a problem. If there's something that needs to be fixed, rather get to the root cause of that problem. Instead of bringing a child into the world thinking that the child will sit on that problem and make it go away. I kid you not, the child will further amplify what already existed as a problem. Do not have a child if you are in an unhappy relationship. If you think to yourself, I know what will make my marriage Work or what will make my husband happy is if I have a child. I don't think that is the answer. Unless you guys have spoken about it and you both agree that, hey man, we love each other. We are already happy. We would like to amplify our happiness. Let's bring a child into the world. Unless you have that conversation. Don't bring a child into the world. Where you already have problems and you want your child to fix your problems. It doesn't work that way. You'll find yourself worse off than you were before. Because before, maybe all you had to look after was yourself. Now, you have to look after yourself and the child. And you still haven't fixed that problem. So don't ever think having a child is the answer to your problems. Because I kid you not, you are making more problems for yourself. And you will have regrets negative emotionally and let me start that again negative emotions and poor mental health can be observed in people that regret having children this occurs with observations indicating that strong and long-lasting experiences of regret are associated with a low quality of life if you are struggling with mental health Bringing a child into the world will not solve your mental health matters. Solve your mental health matters first and then embark on this journey of parenthood. The other way around. Lastly, regretting having a child is also positively associated with levels of depression, anxiety, parental stress, and more, but also with a harsher and more rejecting attitude towards the child, now this is where the danger is. The problem begins where your child starts to get directed if like affected directly by your obvious regret. You can only hide it for so long there's only so long that you can. Make a snide comment in the, in the passage when you're walking past or crack a joke with your partner about, ah, oh, this stupid kid. God, we shouldn't have had this child. Ha 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 ha. Once, if you decide to live in that regret, which I've been pleading with you to not do this entire show, but if you find yourself in a place where you're living there and these are the thoughts that are constantly, constantly staying in your mind, And they are now coming out in your actions And you are maybe behaving violently towards your child You're shouting a bit more than you usually do You're a bit more aggressive towards the child than you usually are If that is the case, then Houston, we have a problem We have a big problem because your child is suffering You are rejecting your child you are, in fact, being a bad mother and a bad parent because this is not only a mom-facing thing. This can happen to mommy or daddy. If you have massive regrets, nip that bud now with the quickness because I promise you, you're not going to enjoy parenting. Your child is not going to enjoy their journey being Brought, raised by you Because you'll make it painful for them Without you even realizing A lot of the times The problem with not being an intentional parent And not being intentional about The manner in which you parent Is that You take on parenting how you were raised Because that's your only You know um, Benchmark of oh this is parenting And you tell yourself well I came out fine So my kids will come out fine Did you come out fine though Are you okay though Are you It's okay to not be okay. Admit that you're not okay. Work on yourself so that by the time you become a parent, you are ready and you will be responsible enough to bring this child into the world at your best version, at the best version of yourself. And it is tough. It is not easy. I will be honest with you. There have been many, many times Excuse me. Where I've said to myself, you know, did I did I make the right choice? Did I make the right choice? I've been very vocal about my struggles with my baby daddy, the father of my son. I have been honest about the difficulties that I have experienced in going from a single mother and having to raise my son all by myself with no support from his father whatsoever. To, by God's grace, finding a partner who loves me enough and loves my son enough and understands us enough to build with us and then continue on in life. But that doesn't mean my son's father just is just no longer there. My son is obviously has a right to have a relationship with his father. But there have been times where I'm like, man... Did I give this enough thought in the beginning? In selecting a partner, did I make the right choice? And that's very difficult for me to say because had I made a different choice, then I wouldn't have my son. And I love my son to bits. My son is my everything. And I come to terms with the fact that this is the decision I made. Why? Because there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. But beyond there's nothing I can do about it, I'm settled in the fact that what happened, happened. God was there when it had to happen. And the person that I was then is not the person that I am today. And thank goodness, because now I am more equipped to better manage the situation. So when these thoughts come to me and I'm like frustrated because I need to run up and down to court and blah, 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 blah. And he's making my life a misery, et cetera, et cetera I'm always content, In the fact that, my word, God has blessed me with such a beautiful child. Beautiful inside and out. Who is his own unique person. Who I am raising to be a star. And that is what I hold on to. I didn't let the environment pressure me. I didn't let the absolute bullshitness of that situation change me and move me. I didn't allow that to become my identity. I took it for what it was. And I said, you know what? It is what it is. Track seven. Let's keep it moving. And I'm grateful that I did. Because at the end of the day, my energy needs to be focused on my kids. It can't be focused on another human being who is simply not interested in participating in this child's life. And that is the reality for not just me, but for many, many many other parents out there, many moms, many, many moms and many fathers as well have to deal with possible regret. But as long as we don't live there, right, we can visit from time to time. We can visit those thoughts, but we can't live in those thoughts because those thoughts become our habits and those habits will become our actions. And once our kids start getting affected by our habits and our regrets, in Houston, we've got a problem. Are you having mom guilt issues? Now, mom guilt is interesting because it's essentially not exactly the same thing as regrets, right? Mom guilt, on the other hand, is feeling like you're doing something wrong. You know, the word guilt is defined as having committed a crime. When you go to court, they find you ding, guilty if you've committed this crime. Now, mom guilt... It's when you feel like you're you not really doing what you should be doing. Or you feel like you're doing something wrong. And you tell yourself, man, I must be a bad mom. Because I'm not doing ABC. But next door, our neighbor Jackie, she's doing ABC. So you start to feel, Ish, this mom guilt is creeping up. Now, it's important to recognize the difference between Missing your family and like full on straight up mom guilt. Because first, you're absolutely not doing anything wrong by having time away from your family. And I want to say this one out loud. Mom, if you need time away, if you want to just take a moment to yourself to breathe, to retune, whatever you need to do when you need to do it. If you need a moment to do that, do it. You are allowed to. Don't feel guilty. That, oh no, you're away from the kids for the first time. What are they going to do without you? And a lot of the times we're just, we're just telling ourselves these things. It's like we're speaking to ourselves and making it up. You're doing great, mom. You're doing the best that you can. And that's enough. If you have the right support system, then just like pat yourself on the back. If you know that you are acting from a place of love, from a place of selflessness, and from a place of joy, then pat yourself on the back. If you are doing everything every day to be a prime example inside the house of what a good person should be, and your kids get to grow up being raised by you, then pat yourself on the back. If you've ever felt this mom guilt, or even worse, mom shame. <laughs> It's important to take a step back and reevaluate why you might be feeling this way, as well as ask yourself a couple of questions. Am I feeling this way because I'm feeling judged by someone else? Is there somebody, and this person's probably not even far, it's usually like right there on your doorstep, is there somebody in your family, or perhaps somebody in your friendship circle, that is questioning your ability to raise this child? Don't do this, do that. When you breastfeed, you need to breastfeed like this, not like that. How could you feed this child? da 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 da. When we grew up, we never fed children da 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 da. How could you put the child in a car like that? Put them in the car like this? Is there somebody around you who is continuously questioning your ability to raise this child? If that person exists, you may be feeling a bit of mom guilt or mom shame? Because you feel like, maybe I'm doing this wrong. If I were you, I would tell that person, amen. Thank you for your advice. And I appreciate it. But I think I've got this. Again, most of this comes from family. Most It's it's most likely never going to be a stranger. It's probably your very own mother or your very own grandmother who will say, oh, in our day, we used to do A, B, C, D. Do not allow other people's experiences. Do not allow your environment to move you and shake you in the wrong way. Be open to the right advice. I will say this, be open to the right kind of advice that could essentially equip you and empower you to be a better parent, but always at your discretion. You decide if you want to take that advice or not. If it worked in 1982, Who's to say it'll work in 2023? There is no guarantee. There's only how you do it. And provided it works for you and your family and your children and your husband, that's it. Another thing to ask yourself, do these people have the right to judge you? The answer is always no. No guardian no mother, no auntie, no uncle, no elder in your life has a right to judge the way that you choose to raise your children. Again, at your discretion, take the advice if you want it. But, but, applying it is always your choice. Ask yourself, will taking care of my own needs first help me feel taken care of? Let me ask that again. Will taking care of my own needs first help me feel taken care of? Now, this is something that we kind of just let fly by during the journey of motherhood. Like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get to it. And I'm guilty of this. My partner's always on my case because, like, I've got to take a lot cart, right? And in that take a lot cart, I have kitties clothes, kitty's toys, kitty's jumping castles, I've got kitty's mats, I've got kitty's bedding, I've got kitty's curtains, I've got kitty's cups and plates and forks and knives and all these, the cutest things that you've ever seen. These are the things that fill up all of my carts, But I don't have a single cart that's got a dress for myself or some makeup or some new shoes or maybe a handbag that I like. I kind of find myself in this place where I'm willing to take off, you know, these next 10 years of my life. I'm kind of willing to sacrifice them for the betterment of my children. And I'm guilty of that. And my partner's always on my case like, dude, you have to look after yourself first. Like, shout out to the kids, but if you can't empower yourself, how are you going to empower these children? It's like if you're in an airplane and you know those... um Those breathing things fall from this from the top, boop, and they fall there. They always say you must put that mask on yourself first before you put it on your child. And I guess I can use that as a metaphor. So I've tried over the past couple of months to get myself first and then get the kids stuff. It's difficult because I just want them to have everything. You know, I want them to have the best bedroom and the best jungle gym and the best little cozies. I mean, I work for them. I'll be honest, I, I, I'm i working for my children. And that's where the tension starts with me and my partner because he's like, dude, you have to work for you. And then the kids will see that you are happy. That's when, you know, you can proceed. So I'm trying. I've identified that I've got a problem, which is, I don't know, we can call it addiction to my children <laughs> or my children's needs. You can call it whatever you want, but I'm trying. So now, instead of first getting the kids... More and more of what they already have. I get myself something first, something small, and then I get the kids whatever they need. (laughs) Ask yourself, how can I show up when all my needs are taken care of? How can you live in that moment and say, oh, this is nice. My needs are actually being handled. I'm happy. I think it's important, again, to find that happiness within yourself. Because if your kids can see a happy mom then you've got happy kids and kids can see everything, mind you. Something else to ask yourself, am I happier, more present or more patient when I show up this way? If you show up and you're taken care of and you're feeling good and your mental matters are sorted out and you're not depressed and you're feeling great and you're doing well at work, you've got a healthy, balanced life, you've got a social life, you've got a good uh you know, a good grip on all the relationships in your life, if you're feeling so good and then you arrive home in all this glory and you are taking on this mothering task, do you think you'll enjoy mothering more if you're already just enjoying life more? I think hell yeah. That sounds like a hard yes to me. Because if everything else is going well, then I want to be able to ooze that positivity and that Progressive energy I want to ooze that in the household I want the kids to feel that I want the kids to be moved like Damn Mommy came back really giddy tonight She's looking good She's clearly doing well That is what they can look up to Instead of me coming back Feeling uh, Sluggish Depressed Overwhelmed Emotionally a mess having fights with everybody around me, just like this miserable turd of a human crawling into the house. Now I need to cook and pretend. Nope, it already just sounds messy. Nobody wants that. Nobody deserves that. And lastly, and probably most importantly, what example do I want to show my child to model after when my child becomes a parent? If you have a daughter, And you're a mother. Ask yourself, what kind of mother would I want my daughter to become? And the answer to that question is that the mother that you are right now and what you are showing your child is the kind of mother that your child is going to be. Dad, if you have a son and you ask yourself, what kind of father will my son be one day? The answer is this. The kind of father that you currently are in this very moment is the kind of father that your son will be. Reflecting on the value of making yourself a priority when it comes to the benefits of your family is important. In other words, investing in yourself by making yourself a priority is investing in your family. To answer the question, am I a bad mother? you are not a bad mother. How you can be a better mother is by investing in yourself, by making yourself a priority and therefore investing in your family. Whew, it can get deeper on here. <laughs> if you're not careful, you'll sit there and be triggered and you'll go, "Yo, how did I get here so quickly? If you're feeling like a bad mother, you're more than welcome to email me at lifewithlabang at com or follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Hosanna. And share with me how becoming a mother has changed your life. You are not a bad mother, but I promise you, you have to come first. Do not allow society to tell you that you're doing it wrong. Do not allow your own mother to tell you that you're doing it wrong. I mean, unless you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's only your way. If you feel like you're doing something wrong, if you're feeling a bit of this mom guilt or this mom shaming, go get yourself some ice cream. Go get yourself go go do your nails, go do your hair, go get yourself a massage. Don't wait for somebody to do those things for you or to buy you flowers or to hey yeah, yeah, hey yeah. hey hey. Self love is the answer. That's the difference between the kind of mother you are and the kind of mother that you can be in the future. You can always learn and be better. So happy Mother's Day to you listening. Happy Parents Day as well. If you are a single father and you are the primary caregiver of your child, happy Parents Day to you. And I hope that after listening to this episode of Life with LeBang, you will view all of your efforts and appreciate every little thing that you do for your child and know that you set the example. So set the kind of example that you as a child would have wanted to, you know, see and grow up in and be raised by. That is your job and that is your responsibility. And let it be fun and let it be done in love and in light. Operation healing. Operation love. That's what we do here on Life with Lebang. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for another week and another episode of Life Life with Lebang. brought to you by cliffcentral.com. Let's just make the world a better place. Let's do it. If I can do it, so can you. Challenge accepted.